This is the Perfectly Mentored Podcast with your host, Jason Portnoy. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Perfectly Mentored. I'm your host, Jason Portnoy, and we are back with the Ask Jason Live show, where I feel that questions from people live, you're not going to want to miss this one. Check it out. Hey everyone, welcome to the Ask Jason show, where we go live every week answering your questions around business and marketing or anything else you want to ask Jason. So if you have any questions, just comment below. For those of you who don't know Jason, he is the founder of Jport Media, an online ad agency which helps scale our clients to seven figures and beyond. He also created the Market Domination Method and teaches it in his private coaching program, Market Domination Coaching, which if you're interested in joining, you can head over to marketdominationcoaching.com and book a free game plan call. Are you ready, Jason? I'm ready. Let's do it. There you go. Okay. Our first question is from Carly. How much money should I budget for my ad? I think I think a starting. All right. So we'll go two ways w- with this one. Number one is I think budget is a-, a very bad thing to have when it comes to advertising. I understand if you're a big corporation, you need it. And I understand that if you want to do some financial forecasting, it's needed. So I'll answer the question. But I will also say that it's been said there's an example that if someone were selling $100 bills at 50% off, what would be your budget to go buy them? So you could go right now for the next 72 hours, you could go to the bank and you could go give $50 and you could get a $100 bill. How many times would you go make that transaction? And how many $50 would you come out with in order to buy $100? And the answer is unlimited. You wouldn't sit there and say, Nope, my budget's capped at like 10 times going to the bank. I can give myself $500 budget. That's it. No, you would keep doing it as many times as they humanly allowed you to go do it. That is the essential of ads. The goal of advertising is to buy money at a discount, to buy purchases, to buy customers at a discount. A 2x return, a 1.5 return. It's money. It's You're spending $1 to get something back. Now, that's where I feel about budget, right? So if you sit there and say, hey, we're getting close to spending our budget on the month. If ads aren't performing, then I get it. You need to figure out and you need to test through, but you need more money in order to test through in order to figure out what's not working. Now, if your ads are working, the budget should be absolutely unlimited. It should be, I want to just go out and buy as many customers as possible. In the spirit of answering this question without just being like, stupid question, there is no budget, spend what you need to spend in order to acquire a customer, we'll give a starting point. I think if you're going to run a campaign, you have to look at what your average price is, what your average transactional price is in e-commerce, it's average order value in the info space, whatever it's the average transactional price. What is on average that a customer is spending with you? Let's say for the interest here, it's a hundred dollars. I would say I would go with and budget at least $300, 3X your amount per day in order to run ads. The reason being is if you budget $50 a day, you're trying to really get that 2X return. You need it, but you don't know if you're going to get that 2X return. And you also don't know that if someone ends up, you could spend $99 and get $200 in orders, and now you're ahead and profitable again. So from a starting perspective, we usually say around 3 to 5X what your average transactional price is for a campaign before you cut the campaign. That doesn't mean your budget for now your ads are done. It's now that should be your daily budget. As soon as you go through three to five X 
that money. So you spent $500 on a campaign and didn't get one sale for $100, creative time to reevaluate your, your ads. I wouldn't do anything less than 3X. So if your average price is $100, I wouldn't do less than $300 in terms of testing out and seeing if it's working, unless all other metrics are really pointing towards that this is a disaster. But you need testing and you need statistical relevant data. You can't just be like, today it didn't work. I'm going to stop it up. You need some sort of statistical data. And the only way to do it is to spend. The name of the game is the person who could pay the most to acquire a customer wins it's for that reason. But from a budget standpoint, go in with that starting budget of three to five X what your order, what your average price is per day. Look at that and sit there and say, okay, I'm prepared to spend three to $500 a day on ads and then make decisions based off what happens after I, I reach those limits. But if your ads are working, your budget should be unlimited. And by mean working, now we're going to go off on a little tangent. What I mean by working is also knowing your numbers. This is a financial game, just like investing in stocks, just like investing in real estate. You have to know your numbers. You have to know, okay, how much am I prepared to put in and what am I looking to get back? And then on the long term, what am I looking to get back? What's the long play here? So if you know that you could pay that, you know, your customer spends a hundred dollars with you on the first order, but within three to six months that, or they end up buying from you three more times. Well, so now that's an extra $300. That's $400. Now in the beginning, if I told you, would you pay $200 to acquire a $100 customer? Your answer would be absolutely not. I just lost a hundred dollars. But what if you know they're worth $400 in just three months and they're worth $800 in eight months or nine months down the road? Would you be prepared to spend $200 to acquire a $900 customer? The answer should be yes. That affects your scaling with ads is knowing those numbers and understanding that. So I think the biggest mistake people make with it is they're going in with a budget, looking for a budget, but have no clue what that's supposed to amount to. That's what's my budget to go invest in, in the market. I may have a budget, but if stocks become super cheap and an opportunity comes in, am I limited to that budget or am I going to go all in after it? So you have to know your money math a little bit. All right, our next question is from Michael. What are important elements into creating good ad copy? There's a lot, but if I'm going to simplify it, ads kind of need to build a gap from where your prospects are or where your ideal customers are and where you want them to be and where they want to be. So where are they now and where do they want to be? And then you have to make sure you poke that pain and you build that gap. And the gap has to be big enough for them to see that they're not there and see where they're at. Then the next thing is obviously how your product or service actually bridges that gap and gets them over that hurdle to actually buy. And then the elements in it is you got to tell them what you want them to do. So be really precise. People are stupid. We think common sense people know what to do. You got to tell them what to do. Click the link below and I'll take you here. Click here to go see. You're telling them exactly what to do. There's a reason why that's written on every copy versus just leaving it as be and hoping people click. You can't hope and you can't assume in advertising because your ad spends on the line. Tell them what you want them to do next. I'd be very clear and tell them what happens after they do. Click the link below and I'm going to send you a free video training or click the link below and you'll see X, right? So you're going to tell them what happens when they click, then why they should do it. Why is it important? That comes down to bridging the gap. So why should they click the link below? Why should they take action? And the most important part is why should they do that right now? We're inundated, we're busy, we're doing things. Why should they do that? Why should they take action right now? And that's usually some sense of urgency. You got to go here now. It's for a limited time or scarcity, limited supply. 
things like that, like, I would use urgency and scarcity inside the ad. So I think those are the elements of what to put in ad copy or, or how to write copy. If you follow that, that formula a little bit, you should be good to go. Okay. All right. Next question from Jonas. I want to become better at sales. What's a question that I should always ask on a call? Visa check. A Visa, MasterCard, no, don't ask. You should ask that. But the truth <laughs> is most people don't ask for the sale. That's an important part is people go through this whole routine of, of selling and going through, the, but then they never ask for the sale. Mm -hmm. Hey, do you need help with that? Or, hey, how would you like to proceed? Or whatever. They never ask for a sale. So when people say, okay, what are the next steps? They sit there and say, you tell me. No, the next step is like, okay, cool. Visa, MasterCard, or American Express. That's how you get started. That's how you work with us. But if you really want like a question that to ask in, in, in order to really get better on sales, I think one of the biggest mistakes is they don't dig deep enough. They take surface answers as the answer and then that's it. When that's usually not the answer. I think everyone, including myself at times on sales calls, need to dig deeper. And what I mean by dig deeper is your job is to be a doctor and they're a patient, right? And your job is no doctor is going to sit there and say, okay, Megan, where does it hurt? It hurts here. Okay, what happened? That's usually a question they ask, right? And say, it hurts here. Cool. Let me give you this prescription. Go fill it. That would be a really bad doctor. They'd be a suit for malpractice if anything happened, but they have to dig deeper. And I think on sales calls, we don't play doctor enough. And that usually happens. Sometimes the people we're talking to want to hold things very close to their chest, which is why one of my favorite things to say on a call is like, if they're not giving me any answers, I could sit there and say, Hey, do you want to play doctor or poker? And if what do you mean? I'm like, look, you could be a poker player and hold everything close to your chest. And I could try to read you and I could try to figure it out. But in which case this isn't going to work. It's not going to go anywhere. Or we could play doctor and I could actually figure out what the problem is, diagnose it and prescribe you a solution that will actually help you in the long run. So which one do you want to be? What do you want to play? That's one way to get them to open up a little bit. But when I say dig deeper, just be as simple as if you really want to just get started on sales, just ask, what do you mean by that? You're on a call, you sit there and say, you know, they're like, Hey, why'd we get on this call today? Oh, my business isn't growing. Okay. What do you mean by that? Oh, that I'm, I'm sorry. What do, what do you mean by that? Compared to last year, we're just down right? Notice now you're not business isn't growing. And now you found what they're looking at, right? They're looking at compared to last year. So now you have some sort of a little bit of a, of insight into where they're thinking. They're like, Oh, when you say down from last year, what do you mean? What do you think happened? We lost a lot of clients. Cool. Now, my business isn't growing was the original problem. You could have just left it at that, in which mm -hmm. case you wouldn't know how to help them, but now they just lost clients. So you went from business isn't growing to business that down compared to last year, which still isn't enough for you to dig deeper and to prescribe anything to we lost clients. Oh, I'm sorry. What happened? Like, wh why'd you lose them? How come you haven't been able to fill them? We just didn't have a pipeline. Cool. I now know the answer that their biggest problem is lead generation. They have a problem with lead generation. They don't have a pipeline. If you lost clients, but you had 150,000 people waiting to do business with you, it wouldn't matter if you lost clients, your business would still grow. So the real question from my business isn't growing, which very hard for me to solve that problem or to figure out what you really need to, we don't have a pipeline. I have a lead generation problem. I don't have enough people wanting to do business with me. I'm not in front of enough people. Now I can prescribe a solution to that. We're the best in the world at lead generation. Here we go. And now you could give them a solution or pitch a solution to what their actual problem is, but it's impossible to diagnose without knowing what their actual problem is. So if you want to get better on sales calls, Forget all the different lines you could use, all the different tactics, all the different lines, and just actually care and mm -hmm. try to be like a curious child. Like, 
Megan, you and I both have of little kids around the same age. They're very curious. Like I was actually in the car the other day and Ryan, who's my four-year-old son, was asking a question. And then he goes, and then he continued on. And he, it's almost like, why is the sky blue? And then you start answering and it goes on. It wasn't about the sky blue. It was about something else, but he kept fishing. And why is that? And I actually looked at my wife and I'm like, this is going to be like an endless loop, right? Like this doesn't end. But the truth is, in hindsight, when I look back at that moment, I'm like, man, he'd be a killer salesperson. Right? He'd annoy the client too. At, at, at one point, the client would just be like, because. Like every parent just, <laughs> because that's the way it is. And that ends the conversation. But he's curious. And he mm -hmm. wants to know the reason to the reason to the reason. And I think if we bring that to our sales calls a little bit, we'll actually be a lot better in sales because one is we'll care a little bit more. We'll position ourselves more as, as an expert because the person who asks the most questions on a sales call actually has the most leverage. And we'll be able to figure out whether we could actually, the most important part, whether we could actually help them. Mm -hmm. a, a buddy of mine, Jeremy Miner, who's an incredible sales coach. And if you want any sales training, I'd highly recommend go rec checking his stuff out. But he says, like, when someone sits there and says, hey, what's up right off the bat? Look, I have no problem getting to there, but I don't even know if I could help you yet. And I think that's such a powerful line because the point of the sales call isn't to get the sales. If you're ethical and truly believe in what you're doing, the point of the sales is actually see if you could help the person. And if you could help the person, you believe you're the right person, not the person, it is unethical to not do whatever you can to sell that person into the service you have. And I think if you're able to figure that out, you're way ahead of everyone else. Yeah, I love the doctor analogy. I think that you got to dig deep to get the right diagnosis. Yeah. Okay. All right. We have a question from Esther. She asks, sales in a modern way through digital marketing question. Not sure entirely what that means, but I'm going to assume, and you could put in the comments, Esther, if you're watching, you can put in the comments and clarify a little bit, but I'm going to assume you mean, how do you do sales in a modern way? I think people throw out real world sales tactics or real world sales, like the rules and the rules of engagement because of online, they could just force themselves and yell at everyone and hope that a bunch of people buy and they throw it out there because it's just easy to go one to many. But I think if you apply the same rules and you do it online, it's great. I think you could do the same thing. Again, bridge the gap. We go to the ad copy, bridge the gap. Where are they at? Where do they want to be? Understanding who the person is, then going and then marketing towards that pain point of an audience, find out who that audience is, market towards that pain point. Sales in a, in a modern way, you could do it. You could book a call online. That's how we do it through the agency and the coaching program, right? All the ads lead towards booking a call and getting on a call. You know, you could close people in messenger. I know people are closing literally $300,000 in sales on Facebook messenger because it's the same thing. Where are you at? Where do you want to be? The questions that why, what do you want to do? Here's what we have for you. It's that can be applied any way possible. So I think just ads lead towards sales, your organic posts lead towards sales, asking for the sale, telling people who you are, being preeminent in people's lives, tell you where you are, but that's how you, you initiate a sales conversation in a digital marketing world. Okay, perfect. All right. The next question is, oh, what's your morning slash daily routine from MP? We, okay. I could be a lot better at this. Megan knows this, that we just literally spent almost a week and a half really outlining the calendar to build that routine and get into it. But my morning routine right now is pretty much wake up. I'm with the kids to play with the kids a little bit. It's now that they're in daycare, but I get like two hours a day with my kids. If you think about it, right, or three hours a day or 
depending on the day, I have an hour with them in the morning before they have to go to school and then an hour to two hours at nighttime with them before bedtime. So I want to maximize that as much as possible. So play with the kids in the morning. That's where my, all my attention is. We go down, we eat breakfast, they eat breakfast, I should say. And then either depending if what the story is, but my wife or I either drive them to school and take them to school. Then I go shower and then I start my day routine, which needs to be a little bit more focused, but pretty much the way I design my day and making those because we actually did the calendar like that. I, I take my vitamin supplements, my water, I shower. I look at what my day looks like. I look to see if there's any holes in the day or any problems that happened overnight with any clients or anything like that from an overall perspective. And then I go into my four P's, which is promotion, production, provision, pedestrian. My day is always scheduled like that. Promotion is anything that moves the business forward that takes priority in my day. Production is anything that I need to create in order to drive those sales, in order to drive the business forward. So for example, doing a sales call is promotion, like filming a video is production. Filming a VSL or a video sales letter is production. Then I have provision, which is anything that like I have to do. So like client calls, if I have to do any client calls or if I have to do coaching calls for the private clients or for the coaching program, that would fall under under that time period because it doesn't make me money, Like, but it's I'm obligated to do it. It made me money before, but now on a daily basis doesn't make the business money, but I'm mandated to do it. And then pedestrian is everything else if I need to go run errands, if we need a book, if Megan and I need to talk about booking a trip for myself, any speaking opportunity, podcast stuff, and anything like that uh, falls under pedestrian. So I really structure my day that way. So those are the time blocks. So that's my daily routine. I try my best to keep it. Megan knows that sometimes things become a little bit blurry and where do we throw things in some emergency or something pops up and that's the only time they could do things. How do we do it? But I am working to get a lot stricter in, in that schedule of how it is, but that's my morning daily routine. And then of course, wrap up, sit with the kids for dinner, play with them a little bit, put them to bed. Uh, as long as I'm here, put them to bed. That's a priority of mine to do. And then have dinner with my wife and then we relax. So it's either while she's doing whatever she needs to do, I plan my day for tomorrow. I look at what needs to get done. I either wrap up anything that needs to be done, but I really try to wrap up before I go see my kids. I try to really wrap up, but if there's any loose ends, I take care of it that way. Either read, watch something, and then bedtime. I'm an early bed person. Yeah, that's the best. <laughs> and keeping the calendar really structured and organized, I think, has made a huge difference. Yeah. Yeah, it's going really well. Okay, we have a question from, I think it's how to approach a new customer. Shall we ask for business or just talk casually? I think it depends where you are. If you're approaching them from a cold perspective, like one to many, like you're putting an ad out there, just follow everything we talked about on this video, right? We went through a lot of different things. If you're going to meet with them in person. So I, I think I understand your question right now is if you're meeting with someone in person, do you talk casually or do you go straight to the sales call? Look, I think if you be a human, right? Like just be a normal human being. I do think people spend way too much time on a sales call really talking about casually. Oh, where are you from? Dallas? Oh, I hear the traffic's awful in Dallas. Oh yeah, it's very sunny. Oh, I'm a big Cowboys fan. No one cares. <laughs> I think you need to position yourself as a professional, as an expert in your field. And no expert in the field is going, oh, I hear the traffic in Dallas is really something. And then you're like, oh, ever been to Dallas? And you're like, no, you're just, people try to build that rapport. Rapport in a sales call gets built by you looking like an expert. 
Because at the end of the day, I'm not calling to talk to you, Megan, if you're selling me something and I call in and you have something I want, I'm not calling for Megan to be my friend. I'm calling because Megan has a solution to my problem. And Megan being friendly is good, but Megan showing she cares, understands my business and has the right solution that could help me. And I believe her is super important. And her talking to me about the weather doesn't do that. It's cool. Let's get on with it. I know what you're doing. So I think you get straight into it. You could be like, hey, hey, Megan, good morning. How are you? Good. Thank you for taking the time to book this call. Just I'll, I'll go over the framework of, of how this call works, if that's okay with you. And cool. And then we, and we could jump right into it. Does that work for you? Yeah, cool. And then you go over it and be like, okay, on this, I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions. Then at the end, if assuming you like what you heard, assuming I hear that we're a right fit to help you and there's a mutually beneficial relationship to be formed here, I'll tell you about how we could work together and all the different options that, and we could take it from there. Does that sound good to you? Yeah, cool. All right, let's jump in. Yeah. You can still say hi, good morning, but it doesn't have to be like, hi, Megan, how's the weather? You can say where you're calling from. And if you've actually been there, say something like just be a human. The same way you meet someone. If I was meeting someone and go, oh, cool, how's it going? And you build that rapport. But I'm not trying to sell someone I just met at a bar unless I was in my younger days and I'm going to a nightclub and I'm trying to and I'm at a club or at a bar and I'm trying to pick up a girl. But aside from that's when you're selling something right off the bat to a cold stranger. But just be human. Don't look at everything from a sales transactional perspective. Be human, find out, diagnose the problem, find out if you can help them. So maybe be friendly, but stay on task. Stay on you have 45 topic. minutes on a sales call. If you have 45 minutes designated to a sales call, you want to know the one thing that will make you look completely unprofessional is that you could spend three hours on that sales call because that means you have no yeah. other calls lined up. Be yeah, that's a really good point. We got 45 minutes. I want to cover as much as possible with you. Is it all right if we jump in? I'll tell you a little bit of the call and then we can jump in. I'll find out. I'll ask you a bunch of questions. And then if there's a mutual fit for us and a relationship that could be, I could help you. I'll show you exactly how I can help you. And if you think I'm the right person for that, I'll tell you how we can work together. Does that sound good to you? Cool. Ready to jump in? Let's go. Boom. And then you're in. Okay. Awesome. Okay. The next question is from Pete. What is one book that changed your life? Whew. I've read a lot of books. I would say... One book that kind of changed my life was the, what's it called? I think it's the, I always get confused between his books because he has like so many. So I apologize. But by Damon John, it's either the brand within or the power within some, one of those two. I remember I picked up that book and I read it and in there. And the reason why I said that's the book that changed my life. Yes, it's a really good book. And yes, I recommend a lot of people to read it. But I was starting my clothing brand at the time and I learned the difference between like lifestyle and brand and whatnot and how you should strive for. So I understood a lot from that and got different ways to grow the business. But the most important reason why I changed my life was because in that book, he says he likes helping young entrepreneurs. I reached out to him from that book and from reading that book, from that one line, him liking it and me taking action. I've actually got to meet Damon John, become a mentor of mine, become a good friend of mine. And that trajectory just changed everything for me. So picking up that book, it's not necessarily, yes, again, the information there is quite valuable, but it wasn't necessarily the information in there. It was a matter of what that book then led to change the trajectory of my entire business, entire career. I don't know if I didn't read that book and I never reached out to him and I never got mentored by where I'd be right now. I would say just for that one reason, that's the book. I don't Can I get the title that. correct? <laughs> yeah. The brand within. I was right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was right the first time. The brand within. Okay. All right. That looks like that's all of our questions. Yeah, all of our questions for today. Awesome. All right. 
be back next week. Let's do it again. If you have questions in the meantime, put them in the comments. We'll answer them next week. Megan, as always, thank you very much. All right. Talk to you next week. Bye, everyone. Bye. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you for your attention. And if you made it this far, you're clearly someone who wants to take their business to the next level. And I understand that being an entrepreneur, it's a lonely place. It could be a lonely journey, which is why being part of a thriving community of like-minded people is just super important, as is the ability to instantly get answers to the questions you have in order to scale and grow your business. It's why I launched the Market Domination Coaching Group, and it's we are open for invitations right now to join. So to request an invitation and book a free diagnostic consultation, let's call it a game plan call, head on over to marketdominationcoaching.com. It's where I will jump on a call with you and show you at least three ways you could possibly grow your business. Whether we work together or not, we'll still do this. Uh, It's going to be the best business decision you'll make uh, today. Uh, So speak soon. Head on over to marketdominationcoaching.com. Book your free game plan call and I'll speak to you soon. 